listening to the Fantasy Shed On Air podcast. Everything you need to win your league. And now, your host, Rich Piazza. What's up, everybody? Rich Piazza here. And with the NFL draft only three days away, what a better time than to talk about exactly that. The NFL draft and my final mock draft. I say final when in reality it's my second mock draft. Usually I do four of them. This year I only did one. It was a pre-combine mock, which I never do. I never do a pre-combine mock. Way too many things happen at the combine and then free agency and injuries and all that stuff. So I never do a pre-combine mock. I did this year. And then life got in the way. And to be honest, this just snuck up on me. The NFL draft just snuck up on me. So it's the week of my final mock is done. It's three rounds, but I'm going to discuss the first round with you here. And I included trades. Why not? Right? Let's have some fun with this. There are mocks all over. Everybody wants to read a mock draft. And in reality, all these are, are guesses. Now, they could be educated guesses, which is what I try to do. When I do a mock, I look at a number of things. I look at roster construction, team needs, head coach, scheme, history of general managers, and how they draft, whether or not they move around the draft board. And I look at prospect visits and workouts that these teams have with certain guys because that could be an indicator how much interest they might have. So I try to use educated guesses when doing these mock drafts, but but that's exactly what these are. Even the guys who get paid the big bucks who do this for a living, the Mel Kuypers and Todd McShays, They don't know. Now, they have more information than I have or that a lot of others have. But a lot of information gets leaked out at this time of year. Some of it may be accurate. Some of it is smoke screens. Some of it's being leaked by the player's agents or by certain teams thinking that they really like a certain player because they may want to sell that pick. They may want to trade back. Well, maybe they downplay their interest in a particular player because they want that player to slip to them. So a lot of reports, especially this week, you're going to hear a ton of reports about who players, uh, who teams like. And in reality, it's a guesswork. Hopefully it's an educated guess and we'll see what happens. We all want to be right, but chances are we're not. And let's just say with this mock draft, I'm not going to be winning any fantasy pros accuracy competition with this. I have eight trades in the first round. So predicting picks in itself is hard. Now I'm predicting who's trading, which is also very, very hard as well. So let's just have some fun with it. You want to disagree? That's absolutely fine. I could be going through this and you could be saying there's absolutely no way that player gets picked there. There's absolutely no way that player lasts that long. And who knows? 
every year we leave the first round or we leave the second round we're saying, I cannot believe this guy is still available in round two. I cannot believe this team drafted this player over this guy. Every year. So just like the real thing, I try to even throw in some surprises. And I had a few good ones. But then I changed some things at the last minute. Okay, I changed some things before this recording and, and I wanted to... Um, have a sense. I actually left off on purpose because there's always a big name that slips out of the first round. And in my initial final mock draft, before I published this one, which by the way, you can find over um, in print at uh, fantasyshed.com, but was Christian Wilkins. He was a player that I actually had going in the second round. And I rethought it and I said, there's no way uh, this guy's getting way too much love. He's too good. So he's going to end up obviously going back into the first round, which I'll get to. But there's always things that play out. How the draft is moving. I feel like in the first round, I feel like teams draft more for need than anything else in the first round. Because you're drafting a player that you expect to be an impact player for a long time. And you're going to want to fill that need. Most of these first-round picks, these teams want to plug in right away, right from the start. So if you have a very good defensive line right now and you need help on the offensive line, even though there is a much better defensive player available, teams are going to bypass that in order to sure up their weakness in the first round. When you get to the second and third rounds, I think that's where you take best player available. And then obviously later on in day three, you want guys that you feel have upside. You're trying to, you know, strike lightning in a bottle, so to speak with those. But anyway, let's get right to it. We start obviously with the number one overall pick. And I'm not going to be any different than most mocks out there in this one. And that's going to be Kyler Murray. I am having some reservations about Murray here because now there are reports that Arizona is not as high on Murray or their interest is now lukewarm on Murray. And I'm sticking with this pick. You look at their draft visits, their prospect visits, the only quarterback that they really did any work on, and they did a lot of work on him is Kyler Murray for six years New head coach Cliff Kingsbury has been trying to get Murray to play for him. He said openly, the video is out there. We've all seen it. Prior to him being the head coach of the Cardinals, him saying that if Murray, if he had the number one overall pick, Murray would be that would be that player. And now he does have the number one overall pick. Murray fits in a lot better to what he wants to do and how he plays, how he runs his offense, a lot better than Rosen does. So I do think that Murray is going to be the number one pick when it's all said and done. San Francisco number two, it's a no-brainer. It's Nick Bosa. He's the best player in the draft, regardless of what they did in the offseason with the D Ford or whatnot. Adding Nick Bosa to that defense is going to help San Francisco in a tremendous way. So nothing to think about there for San Fran. Nick Bosa's the pick. So pick three, the Jets are on the clock. Um, and this is where my first trade comes in. And Unfortunately, and I don't like saying this out loud, but I am a Jeff fan, so maybe 
I'm trying to think and, and make them better than they actually should be and that what they actually do. So maybe I'm giving them a little more credit. But with the third overall pick, they are going to have a trade. They want to trade back. That's known, that they want to trade back. They want to recoup some of the draft capital that they gave up last year when they moved up from 6-3, to three, which got them their franchise quarterback in Sam Darnold. So they do so here, and it's only one spot. The Oakland Raiders are going to trade up one spot from four to number three, and they're going to give up their pick 35, which is early in the second round, in order to do so. And the reason they're going to do that, let's remember, Oakland still has picks 24 and 27 down the line as well. But they want their guy, and their guy is Dwayne Haskins. And you could believe Mike Mayak all he wants about Derek Carr being a franchise quarterback. You could see the videos of Antonio Brown knocking on Carr's door and hanging out with him. That could be directed by the team as well. Because they've worked out Dwayne Haskins a few times. They have interest in Dwayne Haskins. John Gruden is entering his second year as head coach of the Raiders. Mike Mayock is first as general manager. Derek Carr is not their guy. This is their chance to bring in their guy. So what happens with Derek Carr after this? Who knows? Maybe they keep him around for one year and then get rid of him and let Haskins learn. I feel like that would be a little bit of an uncomfortable situation, if you ask me. But there are teams that need quarterback. So moving Derek Carr might not be as difficult if that's the direction they go. Uh, so I have Oakland again moving up one spot with the Jets and getting that guy. So now the Jets are on the clock at number four. And guess what? We have a trade again. The Jets are going to move back down the board. This time it's not one spot. It's quite a few spots. They go from number four now to number 10, which is where Denver currently sits. Denver moves up to four. They give up pick number 10, pick number 71, which is a third, pick number 148, which is a fifth, and a 2020 first-round pick. And they get their guy, their quarterback, Drew Locke. Now, there's probably some reservations in Elway in doing this. He has not had much luck drafting these quarterbacks. They just traded for Joe Flacco, but that means nothing. Because Flacco's contract has three years remaining at 18.5, million, and $24 million. And they could get rid of him at any point with no dead cap money. So while acquiring him was nice, maybe he's a stopgap. Drew Locke, I think, sits a year. But I think Drew Locke is their guy, and I think they move up to do so. They move up to four in order to do so. At number five with Tampa Bay, they love Devin White, but they were not expecting Quinn and Williams to be there at five. So he's their pick. Defensive tackle out of Alabama. No-brainer. Some have him as the best player in this draft. In fact, I believe a poll just came out a couple of days ago from 14 anonymous um, executives who voted and 
ranked the best player in the draft, and it was Quinn Williams who had the most votes. So he's there, number five. And number six, the New York Giants. You have Murray gone. You have Haskins gone. You now have Drew Locke gone. We've heard a lot of them have interest in Daniel Jones, but there is no way you take Daniel Jones at six. Is there? I mean, I saw a mock that did have that scenario, but I think it's a bit too high for Daniel Jones, especially when you still have pick number 17. So this is going to have a lot of Jet fans in New York screaming because the Giants are going to be drafting Josh Allen at pick number six, a player that many Jet fans are coveting in this draft. Many Jet fans want Josh Allen, but he goes to New York. It's just with the other team. Pick number seven belongs to Jacksonville. And if you look at mock drafts around, and I look at mock drafts after I complete mine, I don't want to be too similar. I don't want to, I don't want to follow suit, but I see a lot of Jacksonville mocks that have them going with tight end Hawkinson in the spot. I can't. I cannot see it. Pick number seven for a tight end is just way too early. And when you look at the tight ends in this class, there's a lot of very good ones. A lot of very good ones. And I think that will hurt many of their draft value because why would you invest? that kind of capital in an early first round pick when you could have another very good one available in the second round, maybe even third round. So I could be completely wrong. Maybe I'll look like a dope on Thursday, but I do not have Hawkinson or any tight end going to pick number seven. In fact, I have Jacksonville trading back. Okay, so I have... Jacksonville moving back to 11, which is where Cincinnati sits. Cincinnati trades up here, and they are drafting Devin White, a linebacker out of LSU. In order to do so, they give up a third-round pick this year, pick 72, and a 2022nd. So they move up. They get Devin White. Pick number eight, uh, Detroit. It can go a whole many directions here with, with Detroit, I feel like. And... My gut for the longest time had Metcalf going here at pick number eight to Detroit. I changed it the last minute. That's what my gut said. So I changed it, and they go with Brian Burns, the defensive end out of Florida State. So pick number nine now is Buffalo. They go with the guy who is being linked to the New York Jets a lot recently. Now, remember, the Jets now own the 10th pick after our trades, and they go with um, Ed Oliver. So Ed Oliver goes to Buffalo. The defensive tackle out of Houston goes to Buffalo Bills at pick number nine. Jets are on the clock for the third time, but they are not going to trade back this time. They are going to make a pick. And after I completed this mock, I may have wanted to change this pick but I'm going to leave it as is. And that's going to be the Jets drafting Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. I wanted to, I could put Rashawn Gary here, Christian Wilkins, maybe, although he's not as much of a fit. I don't think I know they like bold players, 
but you keep hearing about their desire, which makes sense, to build around and support Sam Darnold. For the first time in a very, very long time, the Jets and the fan base, they feel like they have a franchise quarterback. You have to keep him upright. You also just spent a lot of money on a superstar running back. So opening up holes for him is also important. And that's why Jonah Williams, for me, is the pick here for the Jets at number 10. And not somebody like, I mentioned Rashawn Gary or something like that. So pick 11, Jacksonville is now there. I mentioned that it was too early to pick up a tight end at pick seven. It's still too early to pick up a tight end at pick 11. They go with the next available offensive lineman in Jawan Taylor. You could have Jawan Taylor even ranked ahead of Jonah Williams. Some have Andre Dillard as the best. Um, regardless, flip-flop however you want. But I have Jacksonville going with Jawan Taylor at pick 11 after the trades. Moving on to pick number 12, which is Green Bay, and we have another trade. This time, it's the other New York team. It's the Giants. Not something that Dave Gettleman usually does. But in this case, with Miami picking next at 13, with Washington at 15, the Giants had to make a move. They cannot leave this draft without a quarterback. The fan base will not stand for it. I'm here in New York. They could say all they want about Eli Manning and how much he has left. You leave this draft. You leave the first round with two picks and you don't get a quarterback. The fan base is going to be riding. So Dave Gettleman hears this and he makes the move. He goes up from 17 to 12. He trades with Green Bay. He gives up a third round pick this year, which is pick 95, a third round pick next year, and a sixth round pick this year. So two thirds and a sixth in order to move back five spots and they get their quarterback, Daniel Jones. So could we really have in a year in which the quarterbacks aren't as talented as let's say last year or previous years, four quarterbacks in the top 12, be surprised. Having that franchise guy will make people do some crazy things. So the Giants get their guy. And if you look at it, that's a nice draft for the Giants already. All right. If you if you like Daniel Jones, which I do, I don't like him as much as Drew Locke, who's my favorite quarterback in this draft, to be honest with you. Obviously, he's not as good as Kyler Murray. I do like Haskins. I'm not crazy about him, but I like Daniel Jones. He's a good player. So you leave the first round with Daniel Jones and Josh Allen, and I think Giant fans are going to be very, very happy. Pick 13, Miami. They didn't get their quarterback, but there are still players available. Remember, Josh Rosen is available now because we just drafted Kyler Murray to Arizona. Derek Carr could be available. We drafted Dwayne Haskins to Oakland. 
So Miami doesn't even focus on that right now, and they go with Montez Sweat, linebacker out of Mississippi State. And they are comfortable and confident in his heart condition, which is an enlarged heart. Pick 14, Atlanta Falcons. You see a lot of mocks with Atlanta training up for Ed Oliver. It could happen. I know they really like Ed Oliver, but they also need to work on the back end of the secondary. And DeAndre Baker, local kid from Georgia, or out of Georgia, I should say, um, is their pick at 14. So he's the first cornerback taken. He's ahead of Greedy Williams, ahead of Byron Murphy. The Falcons keep Baker in the state of Georgia. Pick 15, Washington. This is where I have DK Metcalf going. Wide receiver out of Ole Miss. We've seen the tape. The guy's a freak. Great size. Great speed. Yes, he's a little raw. I'm not going to give you a full scouting report on him. At this point, you should know who he is and what he does well, what he needs to work on. The point is Washington needs playmakers, needs wide receivers, and Metcalf is their guy at pick 15. I think that's a good spot for him. Pick 16, um, we have another trade. I mentioned, do I have eight trades in this first round? So here we have another one. This is our fifth trade so far, and this pick belongs to Carolina but it's going to be sent to Oakland. Remember, Oakland has picks 24 and 27 remaining in this first round, and they use both of them in order to move up to pick 16. And in order to do so, Carolina will also give back a late third-round pick. So it's pick 16, a late third-round pick, which is pick 100, in order to get two later first-round picks here. And Oakland is going to draft. Christian Wilkins, the defensive tackle out of Clemson. You want to put Rashawn Gary here, by all means, go ahead. Pick 17, which was the Giants, is now Green Bay's. And I know I'm not going with everybody else. I'm still not going with the tight end, Hawkinson. I'm not. We see how Green Bay uses their tight ends anyway. I think using pick 17 of the first round on one, would be a mistake. So they go with Andre Dillard, offensive tackle out of Washington State. Pick 18. I've seen this player go in the second round in most mocks, but he's going in the first round to Minnesota. That's Cody Ford, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma. They probably wanted Dillard. He went right before them, so they stick with Ford. They stick with their game plan. They don't shy away, even though there are better players available. They still like Ford. And he's their pick at 18. So Tennessee, home of the 2019 NFL Draft, they are jumping up and down because Rashawn Gary is, a, is still available to them. He's their pick. You rush down to the phone lines and you call that pick in. Rashawn Gary out of Michigan to the Titans at pick 19. Pick 20, uh, Pittsburgh. They will replace Antonio Brown, just not right now. And then right now they're going with linebacker Devin Bush out of Michigan. Pick 21. Here comes our sixth trade of the first round where we have Seattle moving back to pick 29. So Kansas City moving up 
up to 21. They go with Greedy Williams, the cornerback out of LSU. You want to put Byron Murphy in here? By all means, go ahead. I think that's their focus, though, is the secondary. They need to be able to stop the pass a little bit. So it's Greedy Williams out of LSU for the Chiefs at pick 21. The Ravens at 22. Marquise Brown, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. In fact, the Ravens should just pick all wide receivers. They need a ton of them. So here they are. They go with Marquise Brown, the second wide receiver off the board at pick 22. Pick 23. All right, I finally caved. A tight end is going here. Houston Texans. It's not Hawkinson. It is Noah Font, who is the number one on my board. The tight end out of Iowa is the 23rd overall pick to the Houston Texans. Pick 24, which was Oakland's, is now Carolina's. They go with Cleveland Farrell. Defensive end out of Clemson. A nice pick there. Um, Chances are he won't last that long. If he does, I think it's a nice pick there for Carolina after that move back. Uh, Pick 25, you all want to mock a running back here to Philadelphia. Josh Jacobs, go ahead. I'm not. Byron Murphy, the cornerback out of Washington, is the pick for the Eagles on my mock draft. I don't think any, and I'll say this now, I'll spoil the last few picks of the uh, the first round. There are no running backs drafted in the first round in my mock draft. None. We don't have that special talent, in my opinion. Josh Jacobs, who's number one on everyone's board, is number six or seven for me as far as running backs on my board. We don't have the Todd Gurley's, the Saquon Barkley's, the Ezekiel Elliott's, the Christian McCaffrey's. We don't have that type of running back here. We have a lot of good running backs that are going to play a nice role in the NFL. Some of them may become featured backs. But look around the league. There aren't that many of them anymore. And the ones that are usually are top of the first round picks. There are good players in this draft. As far as running backs, none of them belong in the first round, in my opinion. Second and third round, that's the spot for them. That's the spot for them. You don't need that fifth-year option anyway on running backs because you don't even know if they're going to be around for five years. So that's what's important with the the first round is you get that fifth-year option, which plays an important role later on in, in this draft, which I'll get to. So pick 26 now we're at with the Indianapolis Colts. They go with defensive tackle uh, Jeffrey Simmons out of uh, Mississippi State. And I see a lot of receivers being mocked here, Hakeem Butler. Uh, I think Indy does get Hakeem Butler. It's just not here. All right, so um, remember, they have the Jets' second-round pick. Just keep that in mind. So Jeffrey Simmons, I think, is the best player available, and he helps out Indianapolis big time on that defensive line at 26. Pick 27. This is a surprise to most. I don't think I've seen a mock draft that has this player in the first round anymore. If you look at a mock draft from 2018 that predicted the 2019 draft, you would see him probably in the top 10. He's fallen out. But this team, the Carolina Panthers, have done extensive work with him. And I don't think they're going to want to risk losing him. I think they really like him. And that's Greg Little. Probably should not go here in the first round. But, like I said, when you like a player, and this is their second pick of the first round, you go and you take advantage of that, and you take him. 
So Greg Little finds his way at the back end of the first round, going to Carolina after our trades. Pick 28, Los Angeles Chargers. Jerry Tillery, a defensive tackle out of Notre Dame. Not a name that you see a lot of in the first round as well. He's gaining some momentum. He goes there to the Chargers. Atlanta moves back into the first round here at pick 29, which was Kansas City's, then traded to Seattle, which is what Kansas City was, and now they move out. So Atlanta moves back into the first round by giving up their second round pick, which is pick 45, a fourth round pick, which is pick 117, and a 2020 second round pick. So two second round picks and a fourth in order to move back into the first round. Who do they want? They want offensive tackle Caleb McGarry out of Washington. That's who they trade back in for. Might surprise some people, but I believe they really want this guy. And they don't want to risk the chance that he won't be there for them at 45. And I don't think he will. I think if, if they don't make this trade and they really want him, he's going to be gone by 45 anyway. Pick 30. Almost done. Green Bay Packers. They did not take their tight end at 17, which is where they were with the Giants, and definitely not 12 if they stand pat, but they get their guy now. It worked out for them. TJ Hawkinson out of Iowa. Noah Font's teammate, who many have as the number one tight end on the board. He goes to Green Bay finally at pick 30. So they got their guy. They didn't pressure themselves, and they didn't jump and take him too early at 12 or 17. So now you get a tight end, an offensive lineman, and that's a good first round for Green Bay, if you ask me. Our last and final trade. Oh, by the way, let me just repeat. Let me just go back a little bit for one second with the Seattle-Atlanta. Seattle has picked twice in the first round over the past six years. So they don't. So for them, trading out of the first round is nothing new. They don't use or have many first-round picks to begin with. Maybe if they don't trade back at 21, they make that pick. But because it's at 29, the value was much was was worth it for them to move back into and out of, I should say, the first round. So I want to keep that in mind. Two first-round picks in six years for the Seattle Seahawks. Pick 31. Our last and final trade of the first round, which belongs to the Rams. It does not any longer. The Washington Redskins trade back into the first round by giving up the second round pick, which is 46, third round pick, which is 96, and a 2020 second round pick. So two second rounds and a third round. Very, very similar to what Atlanta paid Seattle to move back up, except Washington was willing to give up the third-round pick this year, not a fourth. And the reason why they were willing to do that is because they are drafting a quarterback in Will Greer, the fifth quarterback drafted in the first round. We didn't think there was going to be. A few weeks ago, there was three. A few months ago, there was only two. With Murray and Haskins, then Drew Locke became a first-round pick. Now Daniel Jones moves into the first round. And now Will Greer 
moves into the first round as well with the Washington Redskins moving back in. They want to move up ahead of the New England Patriots who pick at 32. Remember, first round picks have that fifth year option. Very important, especially when you're talking about a quarterback, especially when if you're New England, you don't know when Brady's retiring. So having that fifth year, you need to get his replacement in place. Having that fifth year would have been important. I do believe New England likes Will Greer a lot, which is why Washington made this trade, and they go ahead and they grab the West Virginia quarterback um, at 31 ahead of New England. So it could be Jared Stidman here as well. Uh, That's another option. I do think New England also likes Jared Stidman, but I don't think they like him here. Um, In fact, I do have New England getting him in the second round. But for here, for pick 32 to wrap up our first-round mock draft, the New England Patriots go ahead and draft wide receiver A.J. Brown out of Ole Miss, Mr. Combine, Mr. Pro Day with his uh, Liz Frank injury and surgery. But they're comfortable enough uh, where he's far along, he's further along enough where he's he's recovering well, and they make him a first-round pick there. So that wraps up our first round of the mock draft. And I just want to touch on a couple of notes from the second round before I let you go of some things that I have going on here in round two. Um, I mentioned Hakeem Butler will be going to the Colts. That is going to be with the pick that they acquired from the New York Jets in last year's trade. Jacksonville does get their tight end in the second round, Irv Smith Jr., so they didn't waste their first-round pick on a tight end, and they go ahead and get a very good one here in round two. And then Cincinnati is going to make another trade here, and it will probably it will probably be done prior to the start of round two, and they're going to trade their second-round pick and then some to Arizona in exchange for Josh Rosen. So Josh Rosen is going to go to Cincinnati in a day two trade. And if you're worrying about the running backs, Josh Jacobs, he does go to Philadelphia here in round two. In fact, I'm looking at my second round right now, and I do not have many running backs going in round two as I thought. I think that's going to have to change because I do think this is where you see a lot of the running backs come off the board in round two. So I have them mainly going in round three. I only have Josh Jacobs as the only one around two, so I'm going to have to look into that and possibly make some adjustments. So that's going to wrap it up for me here on this episode as we go over my last and final mock draft before the actual draft on April 25th in Nashville, Tennessee. I will most likely, I'm going to try to have a first round recap out to you before round two begins on Friday night. So hoping to get a episode done after the first round on Thursday night or Friday morning to recap some of the things that took place in the first round. And then um, I have a full draft recap after that. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoy the NFL draft this week. The NFL season is approaching quickly. This is when the fun begins. Thanks for listening. I am Rich Piazza. Enjoy the draft.
Thanks for listening to Fantasy Shed on Air. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at FantasyShed underscore com for information on upcoming episodes as we help guide you to a fantasy football championship.